Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Hey, Zade is June 16th. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, in today's episode, we have a quite a bit of news to talk about. The first of those is going to be Tua Tungavailoa had kind of a rough day at practice. People are really blowing it up on Twitter. I'm going to be giving my thoughts about whether it's a big deal or whether it's not a big deal as of right now. We're also going to be talking about there's some news in regards to Xavier Howard. The cornerback is not showing up to minicamp as of right now. Apparently, there are some contract disputes. Brian Flores had some comments about it. I'm also going to be giving my thoughts on that because it is a very important topic especially all around Twitter. And then lastly, I haven't given my thoughts on the Jerome Baker contract. A lot of people are very in favor of it, but there are also quite a bit of people who are strongly against the move and think the Dolphins actually overpaid in this deal. So I'm going to be giving my thoughts on that. That's all going to be covered in today's episode. But first, we will begin with Tua Tungavailoa and his performance yesterday at practice. Now, yesterday at practice, Tua threw five interceptions and it kind of generated some buzz, especially when Omar Kelly kind of added more fuel to the fire because he went on to say, there is absolutely no excuse for a five interception day. I don't care if it's a hurricane, your starting quarterback can't turn the ball over five times, and these aren't aggressive throws either, close quote, and that's from Omar Kelly. Now, he kind of alluded to the hurricane there. If you go back and you look at Armando Salguero's Twitter, you can actually see a video because there was a torrential amount of rain coming down. So whether you think that's a valid excuse for Tua or not, apparently Apparently, Omar Kelly doesn't seem to think so, but a lot of other people think otherwise because the rain was coming down extremely hard at practice. Now, also in that Omar Kelly tweet, he said at one point, these weren't aggressive throws either, and that kind of contradicts what Tua would later on say in the press conference after practice. He said uh, that pushing the ball downfield has been the emphasis. He said, quote, that's been the emphasis for us. Be aggressive, push the ball downfield. Obviously, you want to be smart, but if there's times to make mistakes, it would be now, close quote. So here you have, and that's something that Tua emphasized several times in this same interview, that he was actively trying to push the ball downfield and kind of utilizing this time during practice to kind of test out throwing into those tighter windows to making more downfield uh, passes. And that was one of the reasons why there were so many interceptions. And he didn't seem too bothered by his own performance in today's practice, but others, including Omar Kelly, seemed to be very disappointed with his performance. Now, if you're asking me about this one performance in practice, I'm not going to say it's a huge deal. I don't think it's a major red flag. I think when you look at practices and just the offseason in general, especially when you get closer to the preseason, the things that you have to look for are trends. If somebody is playing well at practice time and time again, that is definitely going to catch your eye. The same way that if a guy is playing poorly in practice time and time and time again, that's definitely something to take notice of. But to a having one bad day when there was just an absurd amount of rain, I'm not going to make a huge deal about it. Now, I I see some people completely shrugging it off, and even though I am in that same mindset right now, I have to acknowledge in the same way, if we're making a big deal about him connecting with Will Fuller on a slant, or him connecting with Jalen Waddle, even though I don't think those are the biggest storylines, then we have to treat him making
making mistakes with that same mindset. So I'm not going to be super infatuated with this idea that he uh, connected with Will Fuller on a slant during practice the same way I'm not going to make a big deal about him having one bad practice. If it becomes a trend, then I will definitely take notice of it and I will be a little bit weary of this whole situation. But as of right now, one bad practice. Overall, I'm just happy to see that he is focused on pushing the ball downfield and trying to be more aggressive. Now, the next topic we have to discuss here is Xavier Howard, the cornerback. He did not show up to practice today. And Brian Flores had some comments about him not showing up. He said, quote, I think it's pretty clear that this is a contract situation and we've talked about it internally. He went on to say, that's what I believe it is. We've had discussions and we will continue to have those discussions. And he at one point told the beat writers to make sure they include that the team really likes Xavier Howard, that he's a team player, he's a hard worker, and there's a ton of things to love about him. So even though they're having these discussions, they're still in favor of him being a member of the team. Again, whether that ends up with him having a new contract or not, we're going to have to wait and see how that plays out. Now, if you're asking me my thoughts on this whole Xavier Howard situation, the first thing to get out of the way, and I want to preface this, if you've listened to me in the past, you know that when it comes to contracts, I tend to lean more towards siding with the players in a lot of the situations. I think people are kind of unfairly uh, critical of players when they demand more money, but yet they will be completely heartless when a team cuts a player. So when it comes to getting guys paid, I'm always likely in favor of that. And when it comes to Xavier Howard in particular, I think the guy is definitely worthy of being the highest paid cornerback in all of football. It makes sense. He played like a defensive player of the year last year. So if it was a situation where he needed a brand new contract, then it would make sense for him to get one that would make him the highest paid one. But where there's kind of a wrench thrown in this whole situation is that he's already on a contract that at the time made him the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. So I do understand where people are coming from and I'm also kind of on the fence with this whole situation where are you just going to want to continuously get better contracts if you continue to play well? At that point, why don't you just sign a one-year contract and at that point, what does the contract even mean if you determine that you deserve a better contract after each time you sign because guys are going to be getting paid more and more every single year. That's just how the NFL works. So I understand and I've seen people on Twitter kind of say they can't really oblige Xavier Howard's demands here because that would set a bad precedent. And I understand that to some degree. I think the realistic situation that we're going to see here is the Dolphins are likely going to want to meet somewhere in the middle. Whether Xavier Howard and his team agrees to it is left to be seen. But I don't think the Dolphins are going to completely go all out and make a huge effort to bring back Xavier Howard. I think they're going to give him a little bit of a bonus, if anything. And if he decides that that isn't enough, then they may indeed elect to trade him. But again, if you're asking me what I expect to happen, I expect the Dolphins to, you know, chuck in a little bit more in there to the deal and see how that works out. Overall, some definitely important news there to definitely keep your eye on as we move forward. Now, the last topic I want to discuss today is Jerome Baker signing that extension with the Dolphins, making him one of the higher paid linebackers in all of football. Now, Jerome Baker and the Dolphins came to an agreement. It is a three-year contract 
39 million, 28.4 million guaranteed. And per Sports Illustrated, this would make him the sixth highest paid linebacker in all of football. And that's, of course, if you consider outside linebacker guys who play edge to be a different position, then he would fall a little bit further. But based on just, you know, true linebackers, he would be the sixth highest paid in terms of an annual salary. So very interesting nonetheless. This was one that had Twitter in a firestorm. People were arguing back and forth whether he was overpaid or not not. Now, when it comes to Jerome Baker, if you're asking me, I think he's a solid player. I think he's a very young, high motor kind of guy. He is a tackle machine, but there's definitely still a lot left to be desired. I don't think he is in that elite category by any means, but being only 24, who knows? He might be able to reach that level. And with that in mind, something that I've complained about with the Dolphins perennially for a long time, especially when it came to free agency, was that they were paying guys who had already hit their peak, and it seems like they never got the guys who were their own or they never got the guys who could progress into more. Well, here with this Jerome Baker situation, it's one where, again, you have a very young player who I think his floor is relatively high. Worst case scenario here, you overpaid him and you get, what, a good player. You, you know, that's what likely Jerome Baker is going to be. I think it's very unlikely that he regresses into being a below average player. I think at the very least, what you're getting is going to be a good player in Jerome Baker. Again, as I mentioned, a high motor player. He runs all over the field. He's a tackle machine. He will give you that, and he's pretty solid at, in pass coverage as well. He is a pretty quick guy for a linebacker. And then best case scenario, I mean, the guy's only 24. He becomes more. He becomes a staple of this defense. The potential for that, even though it isn't 100%, even though it may seem like it's not likely, I mean, what is it? It could be like 50%, could be 40%. At that point, is it worth it? I would say so. I think he is a guy who has a lot of potential, and I think there is a whole element us looking from the outside in that we don't see the importance he could have in terms of the team's chemistry in terms of rallying the guys around him the team lost Kyle Van Noy there's a whole element that we don't really know 100% about and we can't say for certain whether the Dolphins are overpaying him just based off what we've seen his value to the team could be much more than that based on what he adds to the team as a culture that we don't necessarily know about so at this point what I'm going to do is I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt like I have with a lot of stuff recently with the Dolphins because their track record recently I think has been pretty good aside from maybe the Byron Jones contract which again is still pretty early to tell but as of right now I think it's a move that could have some upside and could end up making sense if you're asking me whether I think Jerome Baker is a top six linebacker or whether just strictly based off how he played last season that he is 100% deserving of this contract. Contract? I'm not too sure about that, but I'm expecting the Dolphins think the same thing here, that they are making a bet here that in the future, based off what they've seen from him in the past, that his trajectory is going to continue on the same path. He's going to continue getting better. And that at the end of the day, this deal is going to make sense based off where he ends up over the course of next season and the next few. So those are my thoughts on that. And guys, that is how I'm going to wrap up today's episode. As always, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so. That is 
at Shady Steven and at Via the Source. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. That would help a lot. Again, as always, if you have any questions, topics, things that you would like for me to discuss in a future episode, feel free to reach out to me either on Twitter or in the Apple Podcast app. You can also email me at via the source at gmail.com. I would gladly discuss whatever you guys want in a future episode. And also, on a little personal note, I've been getting into golf a little bit. I'm sure I have a few listeners here who enjoy golfing as well. If you have any clubs you guys recommend, any tips or any just comments or things you'd like to share, I would gladly check those out as well. I'm a, quite a bit of a noob in this whole area, but I've been trying to get into it lately, so we'll see how it works out. But guys, that is how I'm going to wrap up today's episode. As always, it was a pleasure to be your host. Until next time, I'm Steve Amasso, and this was Via the Source.